Hey everyone and welcome to episode 12 of Robbie's Backstage Bands and today is a very special episode because I am joined by Kerry Ellis who is a West End and Broadway star. So welcome Kerry. Oh thank you, thanks for having me on. This it's is absolutely a, this is lovely. Such an honour to have you on. Mm-hmm. So how have you been? How have you been? Not bad. Um, you know, Covid has had its highs and lows. It's had... Yeah um some good things that I get to be at home with my family and you know spend some time with my kids but some tough times for the industry I mean it's been it's been pretty dark however it's kind of it's forced me into some slightly different avenues like doing my podcast and and writing my book and working on some music so that's been good you know it's it's not how I was expecting my 2020 to be I was meant to be quite busy and doing lots of touring and stuff but it's you know we're we're getting through it we're surviving yeah we are we are and theater will be back as things are coming back now slowly but surely things are coming back which is brilliant yeah Yeah. my first questions for you today are about your um how you got to where you are so the first question is what is the journey of how you got to where you are today well that's being written at the moment and it's going to be released at christmas (laughs) but um well It was kind of part of the reason I thought, you know, now is quite a good time to write a book because I had my 40th last year and I thought there's there's a lot of information that that people know already. And then there's a lot of information that people don't know. And I thought it's I should take advantage of this time of of being at home and Mm. and being able to put all those memories together before I forget them as well. And before we move on. And it's kind of for me, lockdown is a bit of a stopgap. And so I thought this is the perfect time. But in a nutshell, I I grew up in the country. I went to a local dance school. I loved theater, loved singing, um, went to drama school and then got straight into, um, I did a few jobs, but then got into into a West End show, um, My Fair Lady. And then literally from there, it just went show to show to show to show. And I was really fortunate, yeah. (laughs) I know it was, it's funny and I like, I. It's not that I don't didn't realize it was happening, but now I look back and I'm talking about it in the book. It's really interesting and to see how how big the shows were, and it was big show after big show, and I don't think yeah. I quite registered it at the time. No, I, I don't think anyone does. But then they look back and go, "Wow, I was yeah. in that." Yeah. yeah. And my next question was: Was there anything in mind when you were younger that you were going to go down the route of, like career wise, and you didn't? Um, not anything dramatically different. Um, I did think at one point I wanted to be a pop star and, um, which I kind of still do. (laughs) I'm still chasing that dream a little bit, but more so I, I want, I love, I love being on stage and I, and I think being able to sell out your own theatres or your own arenas is, is another level. And I think that for me is still to come, you know, I, I, I love the theatre and I love all the things I get to do, but I would still like to do a few bigger venues, I think. Why not? Why not? You've got to put it out there, put it out there yeah. in the ether and maybe it comes back to you. <laughs> Probably will. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> so now we're just going to get into your career. So I'm just going to sort of go through the things that you've done and we can talk about what they were like. So obviously first you mentioned My Fair Lady and was this like your first taste of of, of um, a lead role under studying? Kind of. I had I had done 
um, a show called Magic of the Musicals before that, which was a touring show with Marty Webb and Dave Willits um, and an ensemble of like six people. And it was touring around the country doing tons of dates. And wow. I was a swing on the show. So there was four ensemble and then there was myself and my friend Stephen Palin, who's now a fabulous agent and directs Mamma Mia and, you know. Wow, that is incredible. So the two of us were like the the understudies, if you like, for the ensemble. We were like swings for the un ensemble. And we went on a lot in the bigger venues. We were added in and, and in the smaller venues, we kind of were taken out. And during that show, Marty Webb um, got poorly. Her voice went and she mm -hmm. literally, it was in the afternoon and, you know, just run down lots lots of singing, lots of shows. Yeah. and. She just lost her voice and Mitch Sebastian, who was the director, um, kind of called a bit of a crisis meeting and said, you know, well, Kerry, you could step in and sing a few of these songs. And I was like, yeah, I could actually. <laughs> and I did. And it was amazing because it was that kind of was the first time I'd stepped in for like a big, you know, yeah. celebrated person. You know, people love Marty Webb. She 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 did tell me on a Sunday she did a beta and people would come from all over the country to see her so to mm -hmm. have that pressure of her not being there and singing for her was was quite something but it then gave me a little bit of um experience before I then went on and did my fair lady and had the same thing happen yeah and I bet that was absolutely incredible I mean oh I loved mum I loved it so I mean so much it's quite a long time ago now I don't almost remember I remember glimpses of of being on stage and being with Jonathan Price and wearing the costumes, but I don't remember a lot of it because it was nearly 20 years ago. Oh, God. Well, from there, you went on to be in the original cast of We Will Rock You. I did. I did. And I did, did. Rock You for about two years and I loved the show so much. We had so much fun. Obviously, I met Brian there, yeah, so that, that was... Um, that changed my life again and in another way um but yeah we just we just ran around like rock stars we were t we were all in our 20s we were working in london we were hanging out with queen we were That's you know nice. there was loads of celebrities coming to see the show i mean it was one of those again i look back on it and go oh my god you know that was pretty yeah. immense amazing i loved it so much and then to get to sing those songs every night and to have a stand innovation and have that response was 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 amazing and and I'm also forever grateful to that show for for no one but you a song I've kind of gone to, on to sing all over the world and it all started from me singing it in that show and I'm yeah. forever grateful and obviously Brian becoming such good friends as well which is yeah. it's obviously incredible and then from yeah. there I believe it was Miss Saigon it was so then I went on on tour yeah a good year um, it's different to west end then quite yeah yeah i mean again there's good and good and bad things with touring there's some great things because you become a real strong like family unit because you have to you're thrown together you're touring around the country you're not seeing your friends and family no. you're suddenly with this new unconventional family um so you do become very close very quickly um, I was really fortunate. I had great people. Um, lovely Stephen Horton, who played my Chris, was just brilliant. And we had a great time. We had a good laugh. And also all the Filipinos that, that had flown over to be in the show, again, yeah. they know each other. They're really, they're a real tight 
um, community, if you like, and they they've they've toured in a lot of them had toured in the show before, so they 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 were kind of like this touring unit that would cook on a Sunday and we would all get together and it was just it was amazing it really was amazing it does sound nice and then again that was another big huge role massive I know (laughs) and then obviously Wicked happened obviously Wicked happened well actually Les Mis happened first oh yeah Um, but then I did I did Les Mis I went back into town for a year to do that and then I got Wicked um and Wicked was a game changer. It, it it suddenly, everybody knew who I was and what I was doing. I mean, people kind of did from from My Fair Lady and We Will Rock You, but oh, suddenly wow. it, was yeah. a, it was a step up. Um, I think because of the nature of the show and the role, um, there's a lot of uh, expectation. There's a lot of eyes on you when you're playing that role. There was a lot of press. Um, yeah and a lot of hype around the show and it was and it was great and then that show took me to Broadway so again it it it, it brought so many things it, I then got my first record deal coming off the back of that show um with Decca Records yeah um, it it brought a lot that show did yeah and I love doing it I love doing it your awards that you got for that as well awards got some awards along yeah. the way as well yeah. <laughs> forget about these things <laughs> oh i did that yeah um and wicked is alphaba it for a start is a role i think everyone dreams to play yeah and it's it is the most phenomenal role it really is yeah. and it, it does you don't leave the stage you're running around for three hours you wear some amazing the costumes the green is amazing because it really transforms you um and the cast were amazing um the songs the sets you know you really feel like you're in a movie the whole time yeah um, is there any difference on broadway than west end or is it the same yeah not really not really no. Um, I mean, I took all my own costumes and stuff with me from London, so it, that was very familiar. The set was exactly the same. Um, what was weird, though, was because obviously I was so used to being in London. When I the set was exactly the same, so you think you're in a familiar place, and then you go yeah. off into the wing, and it's completely different. And that would freak me out because you'd almost forget where you are for a second, then you go in the wing and be like, oh. And then when I came back to London, the same thing happened. I was like, this is familiar, but not familiar. Weird. Yeah, it was great though. I love New York. New York was great. I'd love to go back with something else. Um, yeah, why not? But something that's a bit easier to sing. <laughs> because I couldn't go out and socialize. I couldn't enjoy myself. I literally had to live like, yeah. you know, really cautiously and take care of my voice and absolutely so i'd like to go back with something a little less demanding (laughs) yeah and obviously you mentioned les mis that's another legendary show yeah love les mis i mean les mis was important to me because it was the first big west end show i saw when i was a kid and i remember being i told this story endless times i go went up to uh to London with my parents for my 13th birthday and they took me to see Les Mis and it was a big deal you know it was a lot of money we were lived in Suffolk so it's a big journey and yeah we had dinner and we saw the show and they took me shopping and it was it just felt like I feel like a you know a kid in a in a film I really was like this is the most amazing thing and watching the show we were sat right up at the back watching the show was just like yeah this is what I have to do you know it ignited something although I'd been around theatre 
before that, seen local shows where up in Suffolk, been to the Wolsey Theatre and pantomimes and, you know, bits of pieces from home, but nothing on that scale, nothing on that level. And that did change things. I bet. Fontaine. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's... It was a special role to play. And again, I had a brilliant cast around me. John Owen Jones was the most magnificent nice. um, Jean Valjean. And Absolutely. Sean Escoffery oh, playing um, Ange Rouse was amazing. Um, yeah, it was, a, again, a lot of fun. Great, great show. You've had great fun through, through everything you've been in. Um, <laughs> Oliver? Oh, my God, I love Oliver. I loved Oliver. <laughs> I mean, I loved them all. I did love them all. Yes. Um, I did love Oliver. Again, it was, it was a show that I would have, I had my eye on when I was a kid, but I thought maybe I'm not, might not get the opportunity to play this because you only, things have to be around, you have to be available and you have to be right for them. Yeah. So yeah, Oliver was, was wonderful. And, and also, cause I'd been, I'd mentored on the show slightly um, when I was doing Wicked um, to find a Nancy I, they came in and we did a little section of the TV show so that was really nice because I had a connection with it and then to, to yeah. go in and take over was was great it was a lot of fun I mean that is a classic I I can't imagine anyone who has not watched the film no I know I think I need to get my kids to watch it in fact we watched um we watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory last night for the first time for them obviously and I was yeah. all the songs and they're like that shut up um but <laughs> It's, yeah, I, it's funny though, because you start to see, like my kids would probably want to see the newer version because they're young and it's brighter and it's, but for me, that old version of Child in the Chocolate Patch and the yeah. same with Oliver, yeah. that, that old version is just the best. I just love it. So it's real Christmassy as well. You just yeah. want it to be Christmas when you watch Oliver. I know, I'm waiting for Christmas, not gonna lie. And the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I love Halloween. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. But like Christmas is where it's at. Well, I think this year, especially because it's been such a tough year for everyone, I think yeah. people are, gonna, are really looking to Christmas. I'm so hoping things work out for Christmas. I hope they, yeah, I hope they don't lock us down. That'd be depressing, wouldn't it? <laughs> just, especially for you. Oh, I know. I, you know what? It would be a shame because it's Christmas is usually a really good time for me as well, and it's usually a really busy time. And I like, I love it. I love being doing lots of different concerts, and which is normally what happens. But this year, it's you know you book get three concerts booked in, and one of them happens. You know, two of them get moved, or one of them gets canceled. It's constantly yeah. changing, and it's really hard, really hard. But mm -hmm. I hope, um, I hope my little Christmas song does some good. I've got a little Christmas single coming out, so hopefully that'll do some good. Can't wait for that. Um, and then anthems just happened out of the blue. Oh, anthems, yeah. Well, I mean, anthem, we, I've been working on anthems with Brian for, yeah. we took about 10 years, we didn't take 10 years to do the <laughs> album. But we took 10 years to get to that point. Um, yeah. Because we'd been in and out of the studio for years. And it, it was a, it was a, it was a voyage of discovery, really. We weren't in there all the time, you know, maybe once or twice a month or something, and just trying out different songs, trying out different styles, and what would, what would ha what would suit me, what was the right way to put my first album out, and I think we got it right eventually, um, but it did take its time. Um, but it was, it was amazing. I mean, it was such a good yeah. introduction into the music industry. 
And I I couldn't have asked for a better mentor or a better person to guide me through it. You know, Brian kind of educated me completely in the in the music world. And absolutely still is, you know, still is. But we collaborate in a very different way now to what we used to, because he used to be the mentor. And I was just soaking up all this information of of how how to work in a studio, how to be in a studio, what what needs to be mixed, what happens from, you know, from the sketching out a song to actually delivering it to a record company yeah um, and I'm forever grateful and and I love that we still collaborate now and I think our stuff is even better than it was back then but I'm still really proud of anthems really proud yeah I bet and then a lesser known musical War of the Worlds yeah that was just played apparently I yeah, missed it it was I, I miss it I'll have to uh, I did have a few messages um yeah. Yeah, War of the Worlds came out of the blue, really. Um, I got a phone call from Jeff Wayne saying, I'd like to meet you. And he lives up in Hertfordshire, which isn't far from me. And I went down to his house. He's got this big, beautiful, lovely house. You've got wow. a lovely little driveway that you drive in. You're like, oh gosh, you know, what's going to happen? And he was the <laughs> nicest man. You know, I went and sat and we had a chat around and his son, uh, son-in-law son was there and we had a chat and, and a bit of a sing through and, Oh, it was great. And then it, it, the show was something quite different for me. I'd not really done anything like that before. No. Um, but to get to play those arenas and, and have an introduction to play in arenas was, was fantastic. And to be involved in something that is so heavily respected and supported. I mean, it's got its own world of supporters. It's amazing. It's almost like a... Um, it's almost like the Rocky Horror Show, you know, people come and they dress yeah. up and they're, they're, it's known all over the world. It was mental, but I, I really enjoyed being part of it. And Jeff was wonderful. And yeah, we got to do the DVD. So that's kind of yeah. good right now. Which is, you know, it's out there and people can watch it, which is something that I think we've all relied on through lockdown. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then a legendary show, Cats. Oh, oh I had the best well, again, Cats was another one. I wasn't sure whether, I mean, again, I remember going to see Cats with the school and yeah. and and loving it when the cats come in the audience and I just fell in love and thinking one day, you know, I want to play Grisabella, obviously. Don't and we then, all? And, yeah, we all. And I didn't think it would happen because, again, it wasn't around. And then they, they brought it into the Palladium and thank God they did because Fantastic. I got the opportunity to play it. I'm so grateful. I loved singing that song. I loved being part of that show. I loved being in the ensemble bit at the beginning and doing the dancing. And yeah. it was so much fun. And to do it at the Palladium as well was a real treat. It was really good. So what advice would you give to aspiring cats? Ooh. don't know where that came from um well i think it's a tough time at the moment for people that um you know people that are trying to get in the industry now that have been are training right now or have just graduated or you know have been in in the business for a little while it's it's such a difficult time the business can be difficult at the best of times you can be in work and out of work but i think the difference with that is that we are used to being quite resilient and finding something else to do, but at the moment there's nothing else to do. So it, it, I do feel for, for those, those younger people. Um, and also the people that are in training, because I know training is very different at the moment. Some of it's done on Zoom, some of it is in smaller classes. And, and I think the thing about 
um, drama school or, you know, theatre colleges is it's about being with other people. It's about interacting and how you Absolutely. connect with people. And that's that's not happening right now. It can't happen. Especially not on Zoom. <laughs> Especially not on Zoom. And, and I think we're doing really well. And I, and, and I think that everybody's taken to it and we're finding a way to communicate, which is fantastic. But what our industry is all about is 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 telling is communicating and communicating with each other with audiences with a screen with you know it's it's more than not being in the same room and i i, I think it's tough for them right now so yeah. hats off to all those people that are training right now it's it's rough at the moment it really is and then something i didn't know you'd done and but then i listened to it the other day and i've really fallen in love with it wonderland oh, oh yeah yeah well i think wonderland was Apart from the play, um, <clears throat> Wonderland was probably my last musical, really, yeah. um, to date. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, the, the best thing for me about Wonderland was meeting Frank Wildhorn and, and, and having a friendship there because we've gone on to write a few songs together and I think we're not done yet. I feel like there's more to mm -hmm. come from, from us. But, yeah, the show, the show was a lot of fun. It had its um, issues and its problems. Um, but the music was fantastic. We had a lot of fun on the tour. Um, yeah. And the show was fun to do. It wasn't, it, it didn't quite, um, quite make it, like it didn't quite get finished. I think it's, it's, it's I think if it was to come into the West End, it would need a, a complete revamp. But the, 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 the intent was there and the kind of, I don't know the, the magic was there definitely and the music yeah. Frank knows how to write a tune he really does and and the the songs went down a storm and the show was really well received um it just needs a bit of a better story I think a bit of a better through line mm. but it was fun yeah absolutely now I just want to um and I'm sorry if anything's been missed move on to like now as in like this year you started your podcast yeah <laughs> keep calm and carry on thank you yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah and you've done loads of concerts yeah well I mean I was meant to have an I was meant to have a crazy year yeah. which which is what kind of spawned my little album as well my yeah. feels like home album I thought I had one from um oh I do look I'll have to send you one oh um so I wanted this I wanted to make this um because I had a, a, a really good year of um solo dates, concerts all over the, the country and, and um, internationally. And I, I wanted to have something that I could take with me that, you know, you could you could do a show and then go out afterwards and, you know, sign an, an album and have that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I did want it to be something that people could just click and download. And I wanted it, you know, something that people could hold and treasure and read and look at the book and the pictures you know i i want that's what so i want me, i do i do and it doesn't quite have the same effect if you go alexa play carrie ellis feels like home it doesn't quite you know it's great to have that so i i i did this um myself before um lockdown and then obviously we all got shut down and I put this on my website and suddenly I turned into my own little production company and I was signing them and sending them out myself, which was oh. lovely. And it still felt like I had that connection and had that um, form of communication with, with my audience, which felt That's personal, nice. which was really nice. And it 
gave me a bit of a lifeline, gave me a bit of purpose. Um, and yeah, so the podcast was born out of the lockdown because I couldn't, I oh, needed wow. to focus. I needed to do something, you know. That's I needed mine came from too, absolutely. Exactly. And, it's, and I think people, I love a podcast. I like listening to them. Um, and I thought this is a good time to do it. I'd done a few in the past, but not on my own. Mm. And um, I knew lots of my friends and people and colleagues and people that I'd worked with would be sitting at home and would probably talk to me over Zoom. So I thought, actually, this is a good time because yeah. in a normal day, they would all be so busy. So um, this is perfect. So, yeah, we're, we're on season two at the moment. Um, we kicked off season two with Sheridan Smith, which is great. Which wow. is on. And um, this we've got another episode coming out this week which is a little bit of a halloween special oh. um and i'm loving it i'm loving it nice. i like i like being on the other side of it i like um you know having something to focus on and to yeah. and to talk about and it, it's been really really fun and the same with the book you know the book was a bit of focus something yeah. to power my energy in and um and hopefully once we get out of this covid craziness you know it then I feel like I've done something. I come out and not just yeah. sat still for six months. I can't months. say that you haven't achieved anything through it because you have. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> some people that haven't and there's some people that have and you are in the ones that have. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, Thank you. Um, we'll move to the fans' questions. Mm, okay. I select five because I don't want them to go on for too long. So the fans' questions. The first one is from Georgia and Georgia has asked, what is your favourite song to perform at the moment? At the moment, um, apart from my new Christmas single, of course, um, <laughs> you know, I think it has to be Feels Like Home. And that's not only because it's on my album, it's because I used to sing it a little bit at the pheasantry before I recorded it. And I just always really enjoyed the simplicity of it, the lyrics, the melody. Um, and then when I recorded it, people kind of seemed to to catch on you know it's the one song in the album people are like I get it I get it yeah. um, so probably that it's nice to sing um and it's slightly different which I'm really enjoying um but all I can think about at the moment is because I'm mixing and doing videos and stuff it's the Christmas oh, song nice. so I know for me Christmas is already here I've done you know I'm, I'm hearing the bells I'm you've been you know, in Christmas for too long I know <clears throat> but come Christmas I'll be ready to get out <laughs> right, right this is it now I'm done I'll have had Christmas for three months. <laughs> I wish I had Christmas. Um, Trevor's asked, if you forget a line on stage, what do you do? <laughs> oh, it happens all the time. Um, <laughs> what do I do? Well, I, I don't know. It depends really what happens, who, who you're on stage with, you know, what you're doing, what show you're doing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if I've done it before, it hasn't happened massively actually I joke about it I've done it I've done it lyrically I've messed up lyrics a lot haven't we all um, but dialogue I think as long as you have the intention and you know where you've got to get to you can kind of get yourself out of it and usually if you're on stage with somebody else they can get you out of it too and give you a prompt or yeah. give you a hint of where you're going to but it's the most scariest thing your heart just explodes it's so frightening yeah no terrifying um, Olivia's asked, do you have a favourite theatre? I have a few. 
I mean, the Albert Hall never gets boring. It just, I'm so fortunate to have been able to perform there and it just never gets boring. I love it there. It feels ironically intimate considering how big it is. It, it just feels like you can see everybody. Wow. Um, and I love it there. I love the Palladium. Um, I loved the Dominion for a while because obviously I was there for a long time and it's so big and it it was our home for two years. Um, but probably the Palladium and the Albert Hall, I think. I'm Casual ones. Amazing, amazing places. <laughs> I mean, not everyone can say they've been on them stages. Um, right. And Amelie's asked, uh, how did you feel performing for the first time after lockdown? Emotional. Um, I'd done a few little live streams through lockdown, which was nice but strange because you could see all these people like pop up and comment, which was lovely. So you knew people were there. However, you still felt quite, you can't hear anybody. It's because you yeah. can't hear anybody. Where's you know, the applause? Which is weird. It's very strange. And it, it, you just need to hear that noise, you know, that interaction. But the first time I performed was Voices of the West End, which was an open air what was it? Or did I do the drive-in first? I can't remember. Um, but it was it was it was socially distanced outside, and it was great. It was very emotional. I, I mean, I sang no one but you, and got everyone to like put their um, torches on their phones. Aww. It was very atmospheric. It was emotional, you know, because I, I ju it just makes you feel or makes you realise really what's happening to the arts, and it's it's so tragic and so sad. Um, so I'm really mixed emotions. I mean, I'm working at Proud at the moment. I'm doing some shows at Proud Embankment at the moment, Amazing. which is a lot of fun. And I'm having a great time singing. Um, but yeah, it is always laced with an element of sadness because of what else is happening in, in the West End and, and all over the country. Yeah. The Hope world even. I mean, Broadway's in a right state. Well, yeah, they are. They've really not had a great time with this at all. Mm -hmm. And we're lucky we've managed to get some things back up now. Because they haven't even had drive-ins yet, I don't think. No, they're, yeah, it's tough. I mean, New York is so difficult because they're so, it, it's such a, it, it's such a busy town, city. It's, yeah. it, it's hard to get things up and running there. We have, we're a bit more suburban. I guess we can do things out of town. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. And your final fans question is from Rebecca. And she asked, what can we expect from a very Kerry Christmas? Oh, well, so well, I was meant to be performing at the Pheasantry for three nights, but the Pheasantry, they've all cl they've closed down all their London mm. venues. Um, so which was a shame because I put three dates out, they sold out uber quick and then they've closed. So I do have something coming to replace them, though. Um, so I've work been working with Bravo Productions, who are a fantastic uh, young producers who are brilliant, who they filmed my um, live podcast that's coming out in a couple of weeks, actually. Oh. Oh, no, it's coming out um, next next week, Halloween, I think it's coming out. Um, so they found a venue for me. So we might be just having a very curry Christmas, but at a slightly different venue. It is in London and it's gonna be announced this week. So it, it's coming and the show will be all festive songs, all, a lot of fun all um, my new Christmas song, you know, just lots of people coming together or as much as we can come together to just be, be celebrating and Amazing. sing some lovely Christmas songs. So I love you. <laughs> Me too, I love it. <laughs>
I mean, you're stuck in it for a while now, so you've got to love it. That's it. I'm embracing. <laughs> so now we're through the fans' questions. The last thing today is a little quiz on how well you know Wicked. Oh dear, so probably not very well. <laughs> the only you should do all right in this. It's okay. not that bad. Okay. Okay. The first question is: How many tracks are in the original Broadway cast recording? No idea. No idea. I would say. Take a wild guess. 24? 19. Ah! Oh my god. 24 though. You were not far off with that. Well, I wasn't sure if it was a double if it was double double album, double CD. I didn't know. Well, there was 19 to the finale. So <laughs> <I'm> wrong. <laughs> that you're wrong. Um finish the lyric now. And I was oh. like, I can't choose one of your lyrics because you'll know. So I won't know. That's the funny thing. I won't know. <laughs> Go on. Only thing I'm giving you is I've heard of an ox. Oh God. Uh, uh, I know the bit. I know the bit. It's all about um there's some the, the, an ox that now can't speak is having its having its voice taken away, but I couldn't tell you what the yeah. lyric is. Go on, what is it? A professor from Quarks. Ah, there you go. Yeah. You've always just been like, what's my next line? What's my... <laughs> well, no, but you just blissfully... You don't... I Listen. just have no idea. Yeah. Kind of like doing my thing. Wowzers. The next one is about sort of the origin of Wicked. Who wrote the novel? As in Wicked, The Life and Times. Gregory Maguire. Yes. I do know I that one. got this one. And this is some trivia that I didn't know and I just found out. Which Broadway actress read the role of Alphabet before Idina Menzel took over the role? Stephanie J. Block? Yes. Look at you. Um, <laughs> this is an easy question. What is the first solo song sung by Alphabet in the show? Oh, The Wizard and I. Yeah. I should know that one. <laughs> it was nice. I was nice at the end. At least I got a few. Yay! I at the beginning, but I was nice at the end. So now, <laughs> all that's left to do is firstly remind everyone that I'm trying to raise a little bit of money for acting for others. If anyone can donate a little bit, there'll be a link in the description. Anything anyone can give would be absolutely fantastic because it is such a great cause. Um, and also to check the social media pages for who's coming up next, who's going to be in this Zoom call, who knows? I know. You don't know. Um, <laughs> and of course, thank you, Kerry, for coming in. It's been such an honour speaking to you. You're welcome. Thanks for having thank me. You so much. And thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you in the next one.